Hey guys, welcome back to Fiction Fixation. We're your hosts. I'm Courtney. And I'm Rose. This week, we are going to be talking about a 2022 Netflix original Christmas movie called Falling for Christmas, starring Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet. Don't say his name like that. Well, I can't tell if it's Chord or Cord because it's spelled (laughs) C-H-O-R-D. So is it Chord or is it Cord? I know, same. I I highly doubt that someone looked upon that beautiful blonde-haired baby and said, I'm going to name you Chord. But somebody looked at him and said, hmm, Cord. (laughs) There's probably a story behind it. Like maybe his dad is a musician or something. He, you know, was named after guitar chords. I hope so. No. Anyways. I hate Christmas movies. Wait a minute. You hate Christmas movies? Yeah. But Christmas movies are the cheese and you love the cheese. I know, but this is like cheese I don't like. It's like blue cheese. You're like, no, thank you. I love blue cheese. (laughs) You like blue cheese? You're Mm -hmm. weird. No one likes blue cheese. It tastes like it's gone bad. I mean, I I, I guess technically all cheese has gone bad, but blue cheese especially. I don't know. I like that tangy, chewy. (laughs) Oh, gross. That tanginess that you taste, it's called mold. (laughs) Okay, that's what blue cheese is. Um, I love it. Well, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but I just want you to know that you're wrong because blue cheese is gross. And also, Christmas movies are amazing. So there you go. You know what? You can, I'll enjoy my musicals. You enjoy your Christmas movies. (laughs) The only difference is is that I sacrificed and watched Christmas movies and I suggested a musical and you're like, fucking no. How dare you bring this up in the middle of a Christmas movie? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Lindsay Lohan is... I mean, I I almost feel like everyone should know who Lindsay Lohan is, but there's probably an entire generation like Gen Z probably doesn't really know who she is because they didn't grow up watching her movies. We know her from a lot of things. We know her from The Parent Trap, from Mean Girls. Mm -hmm. I think if they're going to know her from anywhere, it's going to be Mean Girls. You know what I just realized? If you don't remember 9-11, you probably don't know who Lindsay Lohan is. You know what? Weird comparison but i'll <laughs> i'll agree <laughs> it's pretty accurate so in this movie Lindsay lohan plays sierra belmont and everything we need to know about sierra she tells us in the first two minutes of the movie <laughs> she does which you know what it makes things easy you yeah. know for clarity's sake we already know she is a big hotel resort heiress her dad who is Beauregard Belmont. If that doesn't sound like a rich dude, I, mm-hmm. it sounds like a rich dude. You know what? We make fun of kind of famous and rich people for naming their kids ridiculous things. But the truth is normal named people don't own hotel chains. Like it's usually people with really weird names like Apple Cunnington. Apple Cuntington. <laughs> Cuntington and Couch Harrisonburg. Elon Musk. Listen, don't get me started on Elon Musk. My kids think Elon Musk is like the smartest man in the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Mm." but do you know that's branding, though? Because I thought that for a while. I even thought that Iron Man was based on Elon Musk. Like there's I mean, there's been a huge PR campaign that, you know, like he used to do all these interviews where he would talk about physics and space and and all of these really smart concepts and pretend like he's a genius and he has a title of like head of engineering and he doesn't even have an engineering degree. But anyway, whatever. Moving on. Like I, I told you, don't get me started. 
I warned you. Elon Musk is roses withering heights. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you think I'm kidding. I will die on this hill. Uh, I'll, you know what? I agree with you. No need to die. Um, <laughs> this is a Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a Christmas movie. And so Sierra's dad calls her back to the family resort because he wants her to take over this job. It's vice president of atmosphere. And even her and her sort of um, self-absorbed personality, Mm -hmm. she's like, "Mm, I feel like you made this position up. It's almost like vice president of the vibes. You know, like, honey, I want you to come here and monitor the vibes. You know what? I feel like a lot of places should have like a vice president of vibes. I know there's a lot of places that the vibes just are not it. But you know what? This is a very, very kind of like rich people resort in Aspen. I just kind of wonder, like, why is Aspen the place to go to ski? Uh, well, it has one, the weather. And two, it has like the slopes already there. Like you didn't have to like make anything. So people just kind of like commandeered mountains. Like, yes, hmm. I'll buy this. These weird winter sports, like who came up with them? It just doesn't seem natural because there are certain sports that kind of seem natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but like skiing, like at what point in our evolutionary history did we find ourselves with like flat sticks on our feet? Like going downhill. Maybe someone's like, I really need to go down this hill. I wonder if there is a faster way. And then they were like, dude, that sled gets around so easily. What if I Mm -hmm. put the sled bottom part and put them on my feet? You know what? I will agree. That's probably what happened. They're like, I really don't want to take the whole sled out. Mm -hmm. Or they're like, hey, I'm poor and I don't have a horse. What if I made myself the sled and the horse? Right. I'm poor, but I got got some junk in my trunk that can help propel me down the snow Mm -hmm. mountain. So Sierra not only being this heiress to a giant hotel rich person thing and the new vice president of vibes, <laughs> she um, she also has a boyfriend who is an influencer. His name is Tad and he has a lot of fuckboy energy. He's not even that cute. You know, <laughs> he actually kind of looks a little bit like Elon Musk if Elon Musk was tanner and like slimmer. Younger. Taller. Less sociopathic. <laughs> is this an Elon Musk hate podcast? <laughs> it, it is today. So yes, yeah, so this is the reason that Sierra is here at this Aspen Resort Hotel. She doesn't want to be there, but she has Mm-mm. like this giant entourage and we get like a glimpse of what her life is like right now. And she is like... She is so spoiled. It's wild. Her daddy set up a glam squad for her that comes in and does her hair and makeup and dresses her. It's not even just a glam squad. It's like people doing everything for her. They're feeding her caviar. They're making her bed. They're fixing her nails, her hair, everything. She, they treat her like she's an infant. Yes. And when she gets dressed, she's wearing this completely unnecessary glamorous red dress to brunch with her dad. Oh, yeah. So this is a special day because Tad, Sierra's boyfriend, is meeting her dad for the first time. Mm -hmm. Sierra's rushing down to the lobby of the hotel. They're looking for each other. They're on the phone and he's describing where he's at and she's describing where she's at. And they're trying to find each other and she's not paying attention. And that is when she literally runs smack dab into Jake. Jake, who's not wearing khakis, but he is having this shaggy blonde hair thing 
Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, the way I described him is he looks like Chris Hemsworth if Chris Hemsworth wasn't famous and never went to the gym and like took only took showers on like days that start with a W. That's cold. <laughs> no, but I'm into it. Like he's really cute. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. He's your flannel wearing working man. Lumberjacky. Yeah, lumberjacky white man with longish blonde hair. I mean, is that not everyone's type? My husband is a flannel wearing lumberjack looking white boy with blonde hair. Okay, like it's... I said what I said. (laughs) You know what? It sounded really cold, but you're like, no, I love that about him. (laughs) Um, So, you know, obviously this is a little bit of a meet cute because... Sierra Mm -hmm. is really pissed off because Jake has spilled coffee all over her super expensive dress, the designer of which I can't even pronounce. Yeah, it's some fancy designer. And right after he spills his coffee all over her and he's very apologetic, Jake is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. She's worried about her dress, Mm -hmm. um, which that dress probably costs more than my mortgage. But okay. Tad finds her at that moment and he's immediately like, oh, my God, not the dress. Tad is so self-absorbed. Tad and Sierra are really kind of dismissive and rude to Jake and they actually have mm-hmm. him escorted out of the resort. Yeah. Um, and Jake was actually at the resort because he wanted to talk to Sierra's father, mm-hmm. Beauregard. We're just, we're just going to call him Mr. Belmont. Jake wanted to talk to Mr. Belmont about investing in his resort, which is the North Star Lodge. So it's like a little bed and breakfast. Yeah. And you know what? Jake actually had a good point. So earlier that day, Jake found Mr. Belmont at the ski slopes of this expensive resort. And then he was like, hey, listen, I'm the owner of like this small skiing lodge. Usually when people are starting out skiing, they're not going to go to an expensive resort. They're going to want to try it out at a smaller resort. Yeah. And Mr. Belmont's like, hey, you know what? I'd really love to help you. It sounds great. But I have my own investors to answer to. And I can't really. He was skiing and this guy's like trying to solicit him, you know? It's like, do I look like I'm in business meeting clothes? Yeah. So it's like I get the hustle, but I would also be annoyed. Um, And Jake's really bummed because his lodge is getting ready to go under. Yeah, they're not getting a lot of business, probably because, I don't know, there's only two people running the whole thing. Like, it seems like Jake does all of the maintenance as well as makes the breakfast. Like, he's that guy that has all the jobs. Like, hey, can you call Mm -hmm. the maintenance guy? That's Jake. Hey, where's the cook? That's Jake. Hey, where's the guy that runs the activities? That's Jake. Like, he does everything. Yeah, and his mother-in-law, who helps him run it, she does the reservations and the cleaning and sort of like a lot of the customer service aspects of the lodge. So you can imagine, I mean, listen, I'm sure they're trying the best they can, but I feel like the service here is probably not great. It's probably not great. And so, you know, Jake just spilled coffee all over this dude's daughter. He doesn't even know that's his daughter. Mm -hmm, Right. But, you know, he's escorted out and he's pretty bummed. Meanwhile, you have Sierra, Tad, and Mr. Belmont all at brunch. And you can tell Mr. Belmont is thoroughly unimpressed with Tad. Tad is not even trying to make a good impression. He's so shallow and all he cares about is getting a picture to post on social media. And um, her dad isn't impressed, but he's also, you could tell he's not an overbearing dad because he's just kind of like, well, you know, if this is what you want, honey. Yeah. Side note, her dad seems pretty cool. 
Her dad's a little hot. I'd hit it. I mean, you know, we're just at that age, girl. You know what? A lot of people's dads are looking hot lately. Just saying. (laughs) You know, it's funny. Sometimes I see old ladies at the grocery store and I think to myself, like, the range of people that she finds attractive is, like, astronomical. Yes. Like, 18 to 95. (laughs) That's, like, her Tinder profile is, like, 18 to 95. You think that old lady has a Tinder profile? (laughs) Maybe. Why not? I'm just saying. Uh, Well, Sierra's dad is going out of town for a couple days. He's coming back the day before Christmas. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Sierra's boyfriend wants to take her out into the snowy mountains for obviously a photo shoot opportunity. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Never let a white man take you into the wilderness. Okay. That yeah. is. Do you want to die? Literally how every scary movie ever begins. Some dude named Tad, Todd, (laughs) Ted, Jake, Justin, Liam. If his name starts with a J, run away. (laughs) Todd slash Tad's name starts with a T. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. T named guys are pretty suspicious, too. Sierra goes out into the wilderness with her boyfriend. And in the meanwhile, we kind of see more shots of Jake at his little poor people lodge. Mm -hmm. You mentioned his mother-in-law, but that's his mother-in-law once removed because his wife is dead. She's she's dead. Which, by the way, red flag. Did he murder her? Are you saying that he murdered her? I'm not saying he murdered her, but I'm just saying we never really learned how she died and no one asked questions. I think she I think he mentioned she got sick. Oh, okay, sure. Who was making her food, Jake? Well, yeah, was it like a Sixth Sense thing where he was poisoning her with pine salt? I don't know. I'm just saying, always keep one eye open. That's all I'm saying. If you ever die, your husband will be my first suspect. He should be. Husbands should always be. Listen, if you died, I will like 10 out of 10 submit a tip that Frank is sus. He wasn't sus before, but if a wife dies, the husband is automatically sus. That's fair. That's fair. Anyways... Um, moving on from that <laughs> from that little fun combo, yeah, we get kind of a, another glimpse into Jake's life, and he is again doing everything. He's the activity coordinator. Um, his mother in law is taking his daughter Avi mm-hmm. out to um, make a wish on a Christmas tree, which I guess is a tradition here. That's so cute. So there's this very cute town. Jake's daughter, who is probably what, like eight, nine, mm-hmm. she buys an ornament and the tradition is it has like a little piece, piece of paper in it. Mm-hmm. You write your wish down and then you put it in the ornament and you hang it up on the tree. I love that. I kind of want to start something like that. That is really neat. So the guy that's running the stand that sells kind of like the wish making papers and ornaments, this guy is very obvious. OK, let's describe him. You describe him. You go. Okay, first of all, I thought he was like a wax statue at first because he looks creepy AF. I know. So he just imagine a person, but a person that looks like a wax statue. Porcelain skin. He's very shiny. Well, yeah, that big white beard. It wasn't like a bushy Santa Claus beard. It was like a shorter to the face. Well, he's he's very obviously supposed to be 
Santa Claus, right? Yeah, he's like a Santa type dude. Yeah, and he's wearing like a red hoodie. Mm -hmm. And also, anytime the camera pans over to him, they play like that little like wind chime magical music because it's not enough for you to see this white beard. Like if you see a white bearded guy dressed with red anywhere on his body, you automatically think Santa. Like, I don't care if he's a homeless guy on the side of the road. You're like, is that Santa? (laughs) Like, right? Am I wrong? (laughs) Um, recession, man. Christmas in this economy? <laughs> <laughs> Christmas in this economy? I don't think so. Um, anyways, Avi puts her wrist on the tree. They put it on there, and then you just hear the magical twinkling wind chime music, and you see her wish come up from the ornament to kind of fly into the air. The little girl's wish is like on this piece of paper just floating off in this Mm -hmm. windstorm that came out of nowhere. Meanwhile, several miles away, Sierra and her boyfriend are in the middle of like essentially a snowy wilderness. Like there's nothing around them. They get up to like the peak of a mountain and they're taking selfies. (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, I want to look sporty, but not like I'm sweating. He takes this moment while he's holding his phone recording. He takes this moment to propose to her and he puts a ring on her finger, which is it's too big. Yeah. And she tells him that she's like, Tad, it's too big. It's the first thing she says after he proposes. Yeah, yeah, he puts it on. She's like, it's too big, you idiot. She doesn't say that last part, but it's implied. (laughs) Well, they're on a part of this mountain that is Obviously not really meant for skiing or snowmobiles or people. The movie kind of, for a hot second, feels like a horror movie because the wind that was conjured up by maybe Santa Claus um, comes rushing in and starts pushing Sierra. Sierra's on skis, but she doesn't, she's Mm -hmm. not a skier. And it pushes Sierra backwards off the mountain. Mm -hmm. And he goes to grab her hand, but he ends up just pulling the ring off. He ends up just grabbing the ring and then the ground underneath him like collapses. I was like, holy crap, like this is dark. Like this shit got dark. This is this is why I don't go skiing. It seems exceedingly dangerous. Yeah, I mean, they're playing kind of like cutesy music like, oh my gosh, look at what they've gotten themselves into. But in real life, yeah. this is a situation. Well, Sierra goes ass over elbows down a hill and hits a tree. At full speed. Yeah. She gets knocked out. But lucky for her, she gets found by Jake, who's giving a sleigh ride to two of his patrons. She's taken into a hospital and they take him to the room where she's at, which I'm not sure HIPAA regulations would really allow that, but whatevs. Yeah. I mean, what's funny is that, you know, Jake is standing there with the sheriff and the doctor is just like, let me tell you everything about this girl who neither one of you know. Like HIPAA? HIPAA who? This is Aspen. We're in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Right. And they take Jake and the sheriff into her room, um, but also just throwing in another magic Christmas Hallmark movie trope. She doesn't remember who she is. I love amnesia. It was, I mean, amnesia is one of my favorite tropes and I love... Is it? It would happen all the time on telenovelas to just kind of shake them up a little bit. It's like the main character who was in love and had everything she wanted will lose her memory. And I'm just like, ugh, goals. You know, you get to start over. (laughs) You know, we have very different tropes that we like here. Because you're like, I love amnesia. And I'm like, I love the mafia. Yeah. Um, You're like, yeah. You're like, getting kidnapped? 
ooh la la and i'm like hitting your head really hard and forgetting all your problems yes queen (laughs) you know when you phrase it like that it sounds kind of appealing i've always wanted to get one of those head injuries where like you know another language Mm. Mm. girl i believe in you i think you can do it you know that's really one of my goals in life (laughs) get head injury automatically fluently speak another language all right so the sheriff and jake are in sierra's hospital room and Mm -hmm. i mean okay listen this sheriff is the epitome of like this is not my job because (laughs) he's like listen you don't remember who you are i ran your prints and nothing came up like i don't know what you want me to do yeah he was like i'll put like a note in the paper you know i'll make a post on instagram yeah um but like that's the best i could do for you (laughs) and she's like well where am i supposed to go yeah and jake is like hey um you can come stay at the north star lodge Mm -hmm. you know we have empty rooms we've had some cancellations well what's funny is that sierra is being such a brat so it's almost like even though she lost her memory she's still so bratty like she's at the hospital and when jake offers her a place to stay like you have nowhere else to go and she's like well what kind of breakfast do you guys have um excuse me yeah <laughs> she goes have- do you guys have like room service and stuff uh, you literally have zero money to buy anything else. And I'm offering you yeah. a free place to stay. And not only, but like, think about this, right? Not only if, is he offering her a free place to stay, because side note, his lodge has a lot of empty rooms <laughs> because <laughs> no one stays there. But then also, he's essentially offering to take care of her. Like when you take someone in from the hospital, you are their t- caretaker. Yeah. Um, and it's for an indefinite amount of time, you know? Like she could be there for years. What if she never leaves? Like my bro, like think about this. But Jake just seems like the type of guy that just jumps at an opportunity to help someone. Like if he has something, he will give it to you. Yeah, and that's nice. I like Jake. See another another green flag. Jake is all the green flags. Jake is absolutely all the green flags. Um, and we'll get into some more of them later, but he I don't see a single red flag with Jake except for the fact that he lives in, like, the mountains. At this point, Sierra's not very likable. She is not. She's, she just seems very self-absorbed and selfish. Mm-hmm. Jake gets Sierra back to the lodge, and he's like, hey, I found some of these clothes in the lost and found. I hope they fit. Mm-hmm. She's like, are these used? At this point, I feel like Jake doesn't hate her, but he doesn't, like, really like her very much. He has that sense of like the instant like regret mm-hmm. when you offer to do something and then you're like, ah. Yeah. And the other thing too is that Jake's little girl, Abby, she comes to see Sierra. And I don't know, dude, like I feel like Jake is just letting his daughter kind of run around and spend time with this literal stranger. Like you don't know who this woman is. Maybe it's just like the small town atmosphere thing to where he's like, oh, yeah, she can't be that dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. The doctor tells Sierra that one good way to sort of try to get her memory back is to do normal things. And Sierra's like, what are normal things? Right. I mean, that's a valid question, right? Because it depends what kind of life you led. We see like this silly little montage where she's trying to do like normal people thing, which honestly, it, it kind of just equates to like poor people things. Ah, uh, Yeah. Like making the bed and cleaning the toilet and doing laundry. Jake offers her breakfast and he's like, you know, we're out of pumpkin pancakes, but I can make you some eggs. And she's like, I'm capable of making my own eggs. And it is very clear that she is not capable 
of making her own eggs. <laughs> she is not. So cooking is also not a normal thing for her. But it was like a silly little montage that we got to see of her messing up mm-hmm. constantly. Um, and it got to the point where she made a huge mess in the laundry room. There was all this mm-hmm. foam that overflowed all over the laundry room floor. And Jake is so frustrated, which I get mm-hmm. because he has so much to do around here. Remember, he does everything. And he's like, just another thing for me to fix, I guess. He kind of yells at her in frustration and she just like walks off upset. Yeah, which I get it. You're frustrated. She just that's a mess. <laughs> well, you know what? She could have offered to clean it up and she didn't. And she was like, oh, OK, bye. Later that night, we see her talking to Jake's horse and she's like, oh, I'm just a useless human. She slips on stairs and just slides down like concrete stairs with an armful of wood, which looks like it hurts mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. And Jake's like, oh, man. And he goes over and he's like, you're not useless. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry. It was kind of cute. Yeah, Jake overheard what she said. And you could tell he feels bad. Yeah, and so she's she's really down. And he's like, hey, how about we go into town? There's this Christmas festival. We can we can go in and see if anybody recognizes you. Like, it's not a date, but it's kind of a date. It has datey vibes. Yeah. I mean, hey, she is the vice president of the vibes. Of the vibes, yes. <laughs> okay, the town is all decked out for Christmas, and it's a very cute little town. Like, it mm-hmm. reminds me of, like, Hogsmeade in Universal Studios. You ever been there? I have been to Hogsmeade in Universal it is pretty cute. Um, it does give me Harry Potter vibes a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Jake is feeling the vibes because he starts telling Sierra how he knows that people kind of prefer the big flashy hotels with all the amenities. But I think there's something so special about cozy places like my lodge and homestyle meals. And I, I, I don't know, to me, like this admission that he makes to her, I feel mm-hmm. like it's him kind of opening up to her like, how special the lodge is to him. Jake talks about how the lodge was in his late wife's family for years and that his father-in-law gifted it to them as a wedding present. Yeah. So, I mean, they have a cute time here in town. Um, the mm-hmm. daughter is there as well. They sing carols. There's like fireworks going off. He buys her a snow globe. Yeah. I mean, all I kept thinking is that I, I bet the murder rate in this town is like zero. When Sierra and Jake get back to the cabin, Sierra kind of pulls Jake aside before he walks away and she says, I've never met someone like you. And I know that because if I had, I would remember. So we get another montage, which Mm -hmm. of course we love. Yeah. And this is of her like starting to be good at like normal things that normal people do, like Mm -hmm. making a bed. And he teaches her how to flip a pancake in a pan and just like adulting on her own, you know? Yeah. The little girl teaches her how to do laundry. Um, Jake teaches her how to ski. And it just kind of seems like days are going by. But honestly, it's probably just an afternoon because that's what happens when you're in the middle of nowhere with no internet connection the days are long (laughs) (laughs) yeah um no one's come forward to claim her yet and Mm -hmm. she's just kind of still hanging out at the lodge she's getting like really close to jake and avi and the grandma alejandra alejandra is the grandma alejandra tells sierra she's like hey um i'm not sure how much longer we're gonna be here 
You know, we're not really getting the business that we used to. We're not really getting the revenue that we need to keep this place open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the grandma tells Sierra, like, yeah, this might be our last Christmas at the lodge. Like, Jake is going to have to close it down. And it just seems like this kind of really strikes Sierra because she's starting to feel at home here. Yeah. um, You know what? Like, after a traumatic incident like that, it's kind of like Stockholm-y. Like, you know what I mean? It's totally Stockholm-y. Like, it's not like malicious Stockholm, but it does feel very Stockholm-y. Yeah. It's like you have this girl who lost her memory and Jake is like kind of kidnapping her, but like not really because she volunteered to be kidnapped, which listen, same. I would volunteer to be kidnapped by Jake as well. Like no judgment. I I, I probably have questions. (laughs) Um, Don't ask questions. Um, (laughs) Don't ruin this for me. (laughs) I would not be taking questions. Thank you. Um, No, Jake takes Sierra to a toy drive Mm -hmm. and she starts wrapping up gifts. And this is where she learns a little more about Jake's kind of impact on the town. There's this lady that comes up to Sierra and she's like, I wish we could show Jake, you know, how much we value him. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, like Jake comes and he donates all this money. Like we wouldn't be able to do this without him. That evening, you know, they get back from the toy drive and they get caught under mistletoe. And it's really like a charged moment where they almost kiss. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, wait, you don't know who you are. Like, what if you have somebody with what if you're married? What if you're with someone? Right. You know, it's so great that he thought of that. You mean, again, the green flags are just abundant. A little, we're just, you know, a little sprinkle of dysfunction never hurt anyone. You know, I'd even take a little bit of tax evasion, like something, <laughs> you know, like I'll, at this point, I'll even take white collar crimes. Yes. You know what? Actually, I feel like that's right up Jake's alley, white collar crimes. People sleep on white collar crimes. I know. So Sierra and Jake don't kiss under the mistletoe. Um, but, you know, hey, the vibes are there. There, Something is a brewing. Something is a brewing. You know he went and took a cold shower. <laughs> he totally did. He went out into the snow. He dunked his balls in the snow outside. <laughs> he just went and sat down in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> After Sierra, you know, she feels... She feels bad that she now knows he's getting ready to lose his lodge. And, you know, she's coming to really care for him and Avi and grandma. And she, as vice president of the vibes, you know, <laughs> you you can't take that out of your personality. She's like, she comes up with, up with this plan where she, they invite everybody from the town over on like Christmas Eve to mm-hmm. sort of recount their good memories of the it's like a party celebrating the lodge where people can just come and talk about their good memories yeah and so they still have all the information of the previous guests that stayed there so they're like we can invite all these people back to the lodge for a party on christmas eve which you know it's kind of late notice and it's and and it's kind of a shot in the dark um but i do think it's a great idea i mean it's a really good idea you get people sentimental and they open up their wallets. It's it's why I can't watch like any type of infomercials. Like, you know, Sarah McLaughlin's Arms of an Angel start playing for mm-hmm. the animal shelter. And I'm just like, ah, take my money. I know. I know. Jake tells Sierra, he's like, I can't ask people for money. She's like, no. She's like, we're not asking them for money. We're just asking for donations. Like, if they don't want to give money, they don't have to. 
Jake does not like the idea. It's very clear that he's the type of person, I guess the name is a martyr. You know, I think we all know Mm -hmm. martyrs in our life. They're the people that will break their back for someone else, but refuse to ever ask for help. Yeah. And he also, like, he would rather die with his pride. You know, he would rather it go out of business than like ask for help. Men are stupid and I don't respect them. <laughs> um, and, you know, he actually gets kind of mad at her mm. for like suggesting this because she does keep pushing it a little bit. She's like, no, no, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's a little bit of a fight. And um, he kind of admits that he's scared to make new memories. Yeah, because all his memories there are, you know, include his ex-wife or his late wife. So Alejandra, uh, the grandmother, she goes to Jake and she does what I hope my mother doesn't do. She holds Jake's hand and she says, it's time to let go of her, of your dead wife. It's time to let go and move on. No, mom, it's not. No. Listen, if I die, (laughs) don't replace me. Mm -mm. This is how you get haunted, my loves. I just imagine the daughter's ghost in the room just arms crossed, shaking her head like, nope, it's not time. It's not. It's too soon. It's too soon. Two years is too soon. <laughs> yeah. Do do not move on. You know, after Alejandra speaks to Jake, it seems like uh, Jake takes that to heart. Yeah. He also accepts Sierra's offer to sort of throw the party to try to save the lodge. So we find out that Sierra has been with Jake and his family for four days. Now they are planning this Christmas Eve fundraiser party in probably Mm -hmm. like 24 hours. Like it's a very short turnaround. Yeah, it's a very short turnaround time. And she does really good with it. You know, like she gets everything together and Alejandra surprises her with this really pretty red dress. Grandma is wingmanning hard for Jake. I mean, there's some serious cleavage going on. There is. It's like classy cleavage. It's classy cleavage. Um, Which, you know what? To be fair, all cleavage is classy. You know what? If you have a problem with cleavage, gnaw out your eyes. That's fair. I love how I am defending cleavage as though I can ever have any at all. My boobs are so far apart and so small. They've they've never met. (laughs) Um, Mine are well acquainted. Even post-op, mine are well acquainted. So it's Christmas Eve. Now remember, that's the day the Sierra's dad is coming back. Yes. um, We kind of didn't mention this, but this whole time, these four days that Sierra has been at the lodge, you know, not remembering anything, her fiancé, her new fiancé, when he fell off the snowy cliff, he found his way to like a little, what is that? Like a little cabin? Like a little shed. It It's a shed, definitely not a cabin. And uh, so that's how he has been surviving, the fiance. Yeah, he found himself to this little cabin with this dude that lives there, this little mountain man. Mm-hmm. And the mountain man's like, yeah, we can go up to town, but my truck battery's dead. So it's about a two-day hike. Yeah, so it's taking forever for the fiancé to get back to town. And then also, Sierra's glam squad, they think that she's out with the fiancé, so they're not super worried. Well, she had instructed them. She's like, don't bother me while I'm with Tad. If I need you, I'll call you. Mm -hmm. And then they didn't hear from her for like a day, so they went into her room 
and they saw a note where Tad was talking about taking her away. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, she's safe. She's just out with Todd. Tad. I know. <laughs> well, I mean, he literally could have murdered her and they wouldn't have known. Or, or cared. <laughs> yeah. Well, the dad is back and he's immediately like, where's my daughter? And they're like, oh, we haven't seen her in four days. And he freaks out. He immediately goes to the sheriff and he's like, hey, my daughter's been missing for four days. Um, and the sheriff is like, oh. I know where she is. Wait a minute. Is your daughter, does she happen to have red hair and look like Lindsay Lohan? Is that? Yeah. You would think <laughs> the sheriff would have went to like the other hotel. So at this point, Sierra and, and Jake are at the lodge. They're waiting for their guests to come to their mm-hmm. Christmas Eve party. And it kind of seems like no one's coming, even though the place is all decorated. Yeah, no one shows up. They're kind of getting ready to like call it a night. Been like, okay, well, you know, we tried. Then the mayor of the town shows up and he's like, sorry, I got stuck behind the snowplow. Mm-hmm. The rest of the town just sort of pours in. Yeah, the entire town is late for this party. Um, Okay, I, it's like they all rode together, but okay. Uh, so <laughs> it's just, it's very sweet. Uh, Sierra and Jake actually dance on the dance floor before everyone gets there. They kind of have this cute moment on the dance floor and then everyone mm-hmm. shows up and it's a party, dude. Yeah. And people start sort of paying Jake back for all the things he's done for them. And they're like, yeah, this is for the time where you pulled my car out of the snow. And this is for the free ski lessons you gave my kid. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it just seems like Jake has been doing a lot of stuff for free and not asking anything for it. And this kind of breaks my heart because I know a lot of people who do this, who who feel bad about charging for their services and their expertise it's like do not ever feel bad about that no like that's your time you know that's your worth like you are worthy of earning money from your talents Mm -hmm. and your skills it's a really cute moment and jake sort of makes a speech and he thanks sierra and he calls her up to like introduce her Mm -hmm. and it's at that time when Tad and Daddy and the sheriff show up mm-hmm. and crash the party. So as Tad runs in and hugs his fiance, mm-hmm. her memories start flooding back and she realizes like this weird, this knockoff version of Elon Musk is my fiance. This wish.com Elon Musk. <laughs> this wish.com Elon Musk. I'm supposed to be marrying him. Um, And Tad immediately kind of whisks her off. She's about to leave without even thanking Jake. She says, I don't know what to say. And Jake says, forget about it. And I don't know why, but that those two lines of dialogue are so like heartbreaking. Like I love how understated that was. For a cheesy movie, this was really well written. It was, it was. Tad and Daddy sweep Sierra back to, you know, their rich person resort. Mm-hmm. And Jake, Abby, and Grandma are just sort of left in the dust. Jake looks so sad and I kind of just want to hold him like close to my bosom. I have a lot of space here between them, (laughs) (laughs) as I mentioned. (laughs) You just have like a perfect space for a man's head to rest. Yeah, yeah. I think men would still suffocate if I tried to hold them in my bosom. They would be like, (gasps) which way is up? (laughs) I don't know. They'll die a good death. (laughs) It's a warrior's death. Sierra is back at her luxury hotel room and all she can seem to do is think about Jake. 
yeah, you know, her glam squad comes in and they're like, hey, Tad arranged a press conference that starts in, you know, an hour. You need to be ready. And she made her bed and they're like, what the fuck? Uh, so obviously she has changed even though she got all her memories back she's not the same person she even goes into the kitchens Mm -hmm. at the resort to cook her own breakfast which I think is a tad far like let people do their job yeah and they go in there and they're like Sierra press conference starts in 30 minutes you need to get ready she's like I am ready (laughs) I'm wearing this well first of all her outfit was great she had that adorable little sweater on plus like some like fitted black pants she looked amazing yeah she looked great but I guess it's not her typical style yeah, so she has this press conference because, and it's wild to me because I don't know how this is newsworthy because no one knew she was missing. Mm-hmm. And then the minute that they learned she was missing, the sheriff is like, oh, I know exactly where she is. I think the biggest news is that the sheriff just dumped this girl that he had no idea who she was into a random man's lap and just left. Uh huh. He was like, yeah, this is no longer my problem. Like, Jake is probably not a serial killer so you should be good with him but listen it's the holidays so I'll, I'll circle back i'll circle back on monday you know what january 2nd we'll get this figured out <laughs> daddy sierra and tad have this press conference sierra gives a shout out to jake and the north star lodge it's the first thing that she says she says yeah. first i want to publicly thank jake at the north star lodge I highly recommend it. They took really good care of me. And then she repeats it. She's like, that's the North Star Lodge. And she she knows what she's doing. She's giving it yeah. a free plug, you know? And then Tad announces their engagement. Right. Because Tad is, oh God, he is such, what is it called? Like um, a social climber. Yes. And he totally derails this press conference which I guess is supposed to be about this miraculous story about Sierra surviving this very terrible fall and then you know having amnesia for four days and be going missing and he turns it into like we're getting engaged and so now all the questions are about their engagement yeah and you can tell that she wants to be like but I didn't I I don't mm." Mm, yeah and then they ask her dad they're like you must be so excited and he's like that's not that doesn't begin to cover what I feel. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, again, the dad doesn't approve, but he's not overbearing. Um, I like that. Mm-hmm. That is cool. He's cool. Yeah. And hot. Dad is hot. And he's single because his wife is also dead. You know what? I, I'd make my move on dad before I made a move on Jake. It's Christmas morning. Avi is opening all her presents and they see Sierra's press conference. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're like, oh, I'm happy she found her family or whatever. Yeah. Avi's really sad after it. And Jake is like, hey, baby, you know, what's wrong? Why are you sad? And she's like, my wish didn't come true. And yeah. he's like, what do you mean? And she said that she wished for somebody like Sierra. Okay. I just want to give a little context here that the little girl made a wish for her dad to find someone to love. And that wish pushed Sierra off a snowy cliff and rammed her head first into a tree. So you know, this feels a whole lot like this feels a lot like witchcraft to me. <laughs> it feels witchy, um, but okay. So Abby asks her dad. She's like, "Do you love her?" And he says, "Yeah." And she's like, "Have you told her?" And he's like, "No." He's like, "No, that would be weird." And she's like, "We'll get weird and go tell her." <laughs> <laughs> Feelings, yuck. 
So, you know what? First red flag for me, for Jake, is the fact that he can't seem to do anything unless someone like literally tells him to. Tells him to. He needs permission. That's a little of a turn off. Like he seems to need permission to do everything. He needed permission to move on from his wife. He needed permission to like ask for help. And now he needed permission to like tell Sierra that he loved her. It's like, where's your own initiative? So there's two things happening sort of simultaneously right now. Mm -hmm. You have Jake who gets on a brand new sleigh that just appears outside of his lodge. Him and Avi get on the sleigh to race towards the uh, to race towards the resort hotel where Sierra is. It's not a self-propelled sleigh just for the record. It's it's uh propelled by a horse, but yes. Yes, by Balthazar the horse. <laughs> And then you have Sierra, who is supposed to be leaving with Tad to go back home, but she actually breaks up with Tad. She does. Like, she finds her backbone. She tells Tad, like, hey, like, this isn't for me. And then she even tells her dad, like, hey, dad, I don't want to be vice president of the vibes. Like, I I don't want to work for your hotel. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh. He's like, baby, I'm so proud of you. Like, I did make this job up just for you. Yeah, this wasn't a real thing, but I'm really proud of you. Jake finds Sierra in the back courtyard. What is she doing, by the way? She's just being the ultimate white lady with like her cardigan, like looking at the snow. Yeah, she's just like hanging out outside in the cold. Mm -hmm. Like reasons. That's a red flag for me. (laughs) Why are you outside in the cold for no reason? It makes zero sense. Yeah, this courtyard, by the way, is surrounded by decorated Christmas trees, so it's very magical. This is Jake's chance for the first time in his life to take some initiative and Mm kind of like grab this woman and tell her how he feels, but he doesn't really get to do that. He he doesn't. He's like, hey, uh, thanks for the shout out, you know, we're, we're sold out. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's great. And then he's like, where's Tad? And she's like, oh, we um, we, we broke up. And then he pulls like mistletoe out of his pocket. And he's like, hey, I, uh, I found this thing, but I fell and hit my head and I don't remember what it does. Courtney, I got the ick from this. I got the ick. Like I couldn't yeah. go back. Like up until this point, I was in love with Jake. And then he pulls a mistletoe out of his pocket. Yeah. I got the ick. He went all that way to tell her that he loves her and then he doesn't actually say it. He just says like thank thanks for the shout out. I guess his like his adrenaline is gone by the time he actually gets to Sierra and he's just like thanks. I found this <laughs> I found this plant and shoved it in my pocket, but I hit my head. Let's make fun of your amnesia. <laughs> what does it do? It's an object that facilitates sexual harassment, I say. That's what I think of when I think mistletoe. It's like all these creepy guys being like, mistletoe, <laughs> you have to kiss me now because reasons. They just hang out in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First of all, how excited do you think Jake was when he realized that the woman that he fell in love with is actually filthy rich and the daughter of the guy who he wanted to invest in his lodge? He's like, yes. <laughs> Serendipitous. I mean, well, it has to be because plot, you know? Right. Also magic, Courtney. It was Santa Claus's wind that shoved her off the cliff, remember? This is why you shouldn't trust Christmas because it's going to shove you off a cliff and almost kill you. (laughs) For love. For love. Okay. For love. You know what? Say something jolly and nice. Um, I enjoy apple cider. Do you enjoy when the weather is like cold outside and you get to see it from inside? 
Yeah, like you get to see it inside through your window while you're covered up in a blanket, a snuggie, and a hoodie sipping your coffee. Yes, that's like my favorite thing. I love like outside cold weather while I'm all warm inside. There's like two months out of the year where I'm like outside and I'm like, hmm, nice. (laughs) You're like, this is adequate. (laughs) Acceptable. (laughs) This is acceptable. Um, Yeah. Maybe it's your nose ring that's giving you this attitude. My mom always warned me not to get a nose ring. Maybe maybe nose rings make you hate Christmas. No, I hated Christmas before the nose ring. <laughs> and I don't hate Christmas. I just hate Christmas things. You don't hate Christmas. You just hate everything about Christmas and everything it stands for and all of the imagery and all of the pop culture references of Christmas. Uh-huh. That means you hate Christmas. See, I... I, I this comes as no surprise, but I hate Christmas music. There is one Christmas song that I will listen to, and I listen to it a lot. And do you know what song that is? No. It's the NSYNC Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays song. I feel like we need to order an exorcism for you. There is some demon in there that's doing this to you. You know what? My dad will probably go halfsies with you. (laughs) We need to end this on a happy note. So I'm going to end it on this. Taylor Swift has a Christmas song that I love. Does she? Yes. It's called Christmas Tree Farm. So listen to that. Here's a happy note. I don't know if Rose and I have told everybody this, but we are the proud owner of Taylor Swift tickets. Courtney, do you, are you trying to get us killed? I was <laughs> trying to keep that a secret. I don't want anyone like... You don't want don't anybody want knowing? De- I don't want the Department of Education to send like the mafia after me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, like this is how she can pay for her student loans is get us those Taylor Swift tickets. I will trade you one Taylor Swift ticket for the deed to my house. Wipe my mortgage clean. For the record, we got the tickets at the retail price that they were supposed to be. Courtney is amazing. And she was able to grab the tickets at the original prices. From the time I hit the queue to the time I checked out with our tickets, it was 16 minutes. Yeah, I had been stressing out and then it happened so fast. And I thought, did I stress out for no reason? And then I saw the backlash of all these people like crying. I I feel terrible. All right. Well, this is where our movie leaves us. And the teapot is empty for today. Don't worry, Morris. Bring it on the way. We'll be back next week with another episode. We'll see you next time. Bye.